The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, what are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. Well, somebody told us Wall Street fell, but we were so poor that we couldn't tell. Cotton was short and the weeds were tall But Mr. Roosevelt are gonna save us all We didn't know the times were lean Around our house the grass was green It didn't seem like things were all that bad I bet we walked a thousand miles Chopping cotton and pushing plows And learning how to give it all we had I saw it in Medjugorje When they're still farming Stacks of hay was all over the fields As far as you could see They cut it all by labor Pitchfork, throwing the hay, making the stacks. 
It wasn't easy, and it wasn't cool. They did it in the summertime. They had to bring water by the buckets through the fields. I want to ask you a question. I want you to think about it. I want you to meditate on it deeply. Why does she come to the village of Medjugorje and says, Every Thursday, read the Bible of Matthew and it's the specific verses out of the chapter. That statement, nobody's doing. She told the parish every Thursday to read chapter 6. You've got to contemplate this. Our lady knew back then that money, economy, consumerism, materialism, not just because a lot of money was just going to pour into Medjugorje, but for the whole world. From that point in 1981, we're a million light years away economically and in depth. What you're about to hear is very vital. So vital, you will have to listen to it more than once, more than twice, more times than three, four, or five. It's going to be scary what you're going to hear. Did Our Lady call Maria on January 1st, 2001? In nine months, we had 9-11. From that date in 2001, Our Lady hasn't done something like that until 2024, January 1st. And Maria was told to tell the village and all the villages around them to go to the Apparition Hill, be there at 3 o'clock, and pray to 6 o'clock. Maria went at 1 o'clock, and she stayed there praying until 6. Now, if we go back to 2001, a lady said, Satan is unchained. So this tells us, with 9-11, that 2024, some big things could be happening. And yes, our lady said, your children and their children will not regret this. I've already heard Medjugorje people, oh, something's going to be beautiful, it's going to happen. Yeah. This generation is going to be purification of us and bring them to another way that's holy. And what is that? Our Lady says, November 2nd, 2006, God is sending me to warn you, do not shut your eyes. Your time is a short time. Do not permit delusions to begin to rule over you. That is happening. People are deluded. They think it's going to get patched up. It's not going to get patched up. And he's been telling things 42 years. I want to ask you a question. Do you have stock? If you have stocks, and if you know that other people have stock in the market, you tell them, get rid of them as fast as you can. If you think you do not have stocks, but you got 401ks, IRAs, retirement investments, they all are invested 
into the stock market, you're going to lose all of it. And it's coming. Old people say, that's my retirement. I got to pay penalties and taxes if I take it. Do that. Because if you don't, you got nothing. I'm telling you, it's coming that way. No matter what your investments are, they're in the stocks. And if you don't do that, but you say you're following a lady, you're in delusion. A lady said, May 2nd, 2009, already for a long time that I've been giving you my motherly heart. And then she says, you are rejecting me. You are permitting sin to overcome you more and more. And then listen to this. She adds to this. You're permitting it to master you. What would that be? The dollar? Materialism? You are permitting it to master you, to take away your power of discernment. You don't have the discernment of what stocks is and what's happening and what's going to happen and what you're going to lose and what you have in the bank is a trap by the devil. After our lady said, you are permitting it to master you and take away your power of discernment. And then she says, my poor children, look around. Look around and look at the signs of the times. Do not permit darkness to envelop you. And then she says this for you. From the depth of your heart, cry out for my son. Why? Because we're in darkness, delusion, and not on the path that our lady wants us to be on. After the words from her lady where she says the signs of the times, she says, do you think that you can do without God's blessing? How do you get God's blessing in your occupation? Look at the signs of times. Do you think that you can do without God's blessings? Do not permit darkness to envelop you. You just heard that twice. That's where we are. How do you get the blessing? You go to Genesis. Whatever your occupation is, do you feel like it's been blessed and God's happy with it? There's only one occupation, and that was decided by God all the way back in the Garden of Eden. You've heard it before. You know about it, but everybody is ignoring it. We've gone decades and decades getting further and further away from the soil. So far that if everything crashes, the stocks, you lose your retirement, you lose everything else. And they gave a message to us what's going to happen. She said it October 25th, 2022. Mankind has decided to die.
What does that mean? It means that the infrastructure we have, the way we eat and the way we live by, if it falls, what can we fall back on? The answer is nothing. And the result is starvation. That's why we played these songs in the beginning. The song said, quote, Somebody told us Wall Street fell, and we didn't know because we were so poor. In reality, they were rich. Maria's mother and father had a herd of sheep, grapes, gardens, a couple of pigs, and they were rich. They were not enslaved by a system that the world now has a noose around their neck that the whole world now is going to. Across the whole world, most of it has divorced themselves from what God has ordained. Well, I don't want to do that. I like doing this for my career. Go ahead. You're choosing death. I'm telling you, it's coming. It doesn't matter how much money you got when the food is not there. That's the gold. Who wants gold when you can't eat it? We talk about silver. It's the quickest thing to get out of the system. But you're not doing that just to have that to save it. It's to get quickly into your land. Our Lady said November 25th, 2022. You have no future if you do not decide for God. We are to be agrarian people, and not to be is to what the message says. You do not decide for God. We're going to play a series of news clips, which will run in a few minutes, just to give you a flavor of what's happening. They talk about Trump. You're going to hear Bernie Sanders, a leftist, Democrat, socialist, and he will shock you. He's talking about, as Democrats, we have destroyed ourselves. I never thought this guy would admit that our country is on the one road. And at the end of these clips is about the middle class is running out of money. So what does that mean? Where are you going to eat? How are you going to eat? Listen to these bits. Feds have asked banks to search customer data for Trump and MAGA references and what kind of purchases you make as a conservative. You might be a domestic terrorist. Oh, my gosh, we got to find out more about these people. Well, it, uh, it all lays on the Treasury Department's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, FinCEN, uh, uh, short. This was, uh, I, I, I guess you could say, congressional agreement, both sides, that after 9-11... They wanted to look and trace, you know, financial movement of terrorists. Well, now, yeah, the feds, Biden, has taken it and stretched uh, the, the purpose of what FinCEN is all about and started searching anything in anybody's accounts that may have something to do with what happened on January 6th. No uh, due process here, no warrants or anything. And I got to tell you, Jim Jordan Ain't having it. He is extremely upset about this. Uh, Judiciary Chair Jim Jordan, Republican out of Ohio. Here is his thoughts on what's going on. 
So it was big banks looking and searching private transactions using key terms at the suggestion of the federal government to, to find out what, what you're buying, what you're spending your money on. Scary stuff. All it looks like without any warrant, without any legal process, they undertook this as a way to identify domestic violent extremism. Now, this is Bernie Sanders. It's amazing what you're going to hear. Opening to the most recent Gallup poll, the approval rate for Congress is at 16%, with 82% of the American people disapproving of the work we are doing here. 16 think we're doing a good job, 82% think not. Further, according to a recent University of Chicago poll, a strong majority of Americans, and this is extremely important, and I hope members of Congress hear this, a majority of Americans believe that the government is, quote, corrupt and rigged against me, end of quote. People believe the government is corrupt and rigged against them. Further, according to a USA Today poll that came out last week, a very strong majority no longer believe that the Democratic or Republican parties are responding to their needs and we need to move to a multi-party system. And I think what is most frightening in terms of where the American people are politically today is that there is actually a growing number of Americans who believe that they may have to take up arms, take up arms against their own government in order to accomplish what they think needs to be done. That was Bernie Sanders. Would you ever think you'd hear him say that? About the people of the United States? The people of the United States are so burned out, he's ready to take arms. And basically he's saying, the government is so corrupt, sounds like he says it's justified. Our lady said, January 25th, 2023. Satan wants war and hatred in hearts and peoples. This last clip is Tucker Carlson concerning how dire the economic situation is for the United States and for the whole world. This is a kind of behavior that, you know, that sparks revolutions. Um, I hope we don't have one, but a violent one. But um, it does seem very reckless. So how do you foresee this unfolding over the next 12 months? It's an election year. Obviously, the administration is doing everything it can to prop up a fake economy until yeah. Election Day. Um, but what if you had to guess, what do you think is going to happen over the, the next year? I think we're going to have to go through the crisis first. I've been surprised that it hasn't happened yet because of these rate increases. The consumer is the engine of the U.S. economy. And it's clear from every measure of consumer confidence that you see that they are deep in recession. The consumer really is not feeling like this is a good economy. Uh, my sense is that these interest rate increases will eventually reverse, but not fast enough to bail out all of the issues that we've built up here in terms of the delinquency rates rising for consumers. And we're seeing it on the corporate side, and that's a big issue. We've seen corporate bankruptcy filings at the fastest pace since the global financial crisis. That stuff adds up. 
those jobs don't exist anymore when the company goes out of business. I think, unfortunately, I see a fairly nasty setup for 2024 with a lot of companies closing down because they can't manage their debt service and laying off a lot of people and making the situation for the average guy even more challenging. So, I mean, I'm not that old, but even I remember a world in which people were suspicious of debt and it was not considered a virtue to be in hock to somebody else. And it was considered crazy and reckless to base, you know, your business, much less your economy on debt. And then all of a sudden things changed pretty crisply and debt became like a respectable business. And and then we based the whole economy on debt, and obviously that was insane, but how do you think that change took place in attitudes? So that really started back in the early 80s. And then, as you said, Tucker, that kind of became the engine of growth for the economy. We stopped being people who built real things, yeah. and we outsourced all that you know, hard labor to uh, countries like China and Indonesia and India and whatnot, and pharmaceuticals, as it turns out, while we manufactured paper claims. It's very obvious that America's control over the world's financial systems is in decline and that maybe that has scary consequences. Do you think it's that no one in Washington knows it's happening or it's just too awful to face? For Wall Street, it's clearly a thought that's just far too difficult to acknowledge. So they continue yes. to you know, indulge these fantasies that there is no competition for the U.S. dollar. There are a lot of things that are happening that are sort of secular, big secular shifts in the economic and geopolitical landscape that are being ignored by our yes. policymakers. And it's scary to watch and know that no one's being serious about these threats. You just heard say, scary. Everything I've been telling you to this point to lay out something that is very scary. You just heard unvirtuous to be in debt. But at the beginning of 1980, the economy started expanding by debt, not by just making things. People buying things more than what they have. The stock started going up. Is it a coincidence that it's 1981 and lady appears at the time? We know Satan in Revelation, you cannot buy or sell. Actually, being in debt is really being sin. You lust from things that you want now that you can't afford to get, so you borrow money for that. And you end up with stress. If you want to leave stress, get out of debt. And I'll talk about that in a little bit more. Up to this point, I'm laying a case. What is the main reason for this broadcast? To give you a foundation about what you're going to hear. And it is scary. And it's coming to a city near you. And that city is yours. And the next city's in the next cities, in all the cities across the United States and the whole world, is coming your way. And that's why our ladies coming here now. All this is to bring you, as I said, to this point. We're going to talk about century silver, but this is not about buying silver. This is about buying your future. How do you get back to the ground? And why do you have to go back to the ground? 
you get two solutions, taking the steps now, or you can wait, and it forces you. The first step, you can be eating. The second step, you'll be starving, scratching out your food because you didn't do it in the greenwood and you thought you had more time. Decide for God what he said in Genesis, by the sweat of the brow shall you eat. November 25th, 22. You have no future if you do not decide for God. You have to go now. I'm telling this broadcast now. Today, you have to make decisions. What is the steps and why? We're going to hear from Century Silver. Why? What a friend of Medjugorje brought us on the broadcast today to talk about is the release of a new ebook titled The Great Taking, written by a man named David Rogers Webb. A friend of Medjugorje came across this recently. We've heard the war drums. We see what's happening out there. And he's been talking about this for a while now, saying that people are going to lose everything out of the retirement accounts, stock market bonds, and things like that. But we never really had a clear picture of the actual mechanism that would be used to accomplish that taking. And that's what this book, The Great Taking, really talks about is the legal framework that has been put into place over the course of decades, has been perfected in law on an international scale now where all nations are on the same set of laws. It's been tested in court, and the bad guys have won. And so this book, The Great Taking, explains, like I said, the actual legitimate legal framework that is in place, whereby you will lose all of your stocks, bonds, Anything that's in anything that you have debt on can be taken from you in a flash. What a friend of Medjugorje wanted us to try to do in our role in this broadcast is help describe and explain how this works, what this author explains in the great taking, what the mechanism is that's going to give the whoever these people are, the powers that be, the ability to take almost all assets through the taking of stocks and bonds and other financial things like that. And at first read, this information can be complicated, but with some repetition and some of your own research, you can understand this. You don't have to be a financial guru to get this. But we're not encouraging you to listen to this multiple times. We're telling that you have to listen to this multiple times to understand the concepts and understand the risks that are present and in place now. We're also going to tell you that you have to go do some of your own research. This author very recently has given several interviews, very easily found on YouTube. Again, his name is David Rogers Webb. Now, a couple of these interviews are over an hour long. But again, you have to take the time to look at this because not only for yourself, but your loved ones, you have to tell them that they have got to get out of these accounts now. So David Rogers Webb spent a lot of time in the financial world in New York. He ended up moving to Sweden because Sweden, he saw, kept the strongest property rights for investors. And just as an example, used to, when you owned stock in Sweden, you were the owner of that stock. And as he takes us through this explanation, he shows through his book that a lot of what has happened through this legal framework for the taking 
is that they've destroyed property rights. So a friend of Medjugorje and I discussed an example that he came up with previously, and I'm going to try to explain that to you here. Take a simple example. You go to a car dealership. You buy a car for $10,000. You pay for it 100% and you take it home. In our law, you are the owner of that car and nobody can take it from you. The laws relating to stocks and bonds and these kind of things in the United States and worldwide used to approximate what, what happens with that car. Now, you always have to buy a stock through a broker, but in previous law, you buy the stock, you pay for it, and you own it. If the company that you bought it through goes bankrupt, you still own the stock. Just like in the situation with a car. If that car dealership goes bankrupt, but you've already paid for that car, they cannot take it from you. Over the course of the last couple decades, starting in the United States, and now it's been perfected throughout the world in international law, they call it harmonization. They've brought all the different nations' laws into harmony on an international scale. Whenever you buy stock or a publicly traded bond, you have to buy that through a broker, and your name is registered on that stock now. But in law, it is in place, and you sign all the paperwork because you cannot buy stock otherwise. You sign the paperwork that basically makes you what's called a holder of a security interest. So you no longer own the stock. And again, we're going to just stop for a second and say we know some of this can be dry and a little bit complicated in the beginning. That's why you have to listen more than once. But in United States law and international law now, you no longer own that stock. You have a right to sell it. You have a right to transfer it. As long as the company that you own it through, let's say a Merrill Lynch, for example, or a J.P. Morgan, as long as those companies are solvent, as long as they're not bankrupt, you can transfer that stock. But what has happened in law, again, to try to make it simple, is that under the guise of making the financial system safe globally and for the sake of protecting the big banks that the world financial system considers a systemically important bank, a bank of the size that it could crash the system if, if that bank goes down, then when you purchase through one of these guys now, and everybody has to, there's no getting around it, you no longer own that stock, and if the J.P. Morgan or the Merrill Lynch becomes insolvent, then you do not have first priority to the stock that you own through them. Either that company or the bank or the financial institution, a step above the J.P. Morgan or a step above the Merrill Lynch, has first right to step in and take any assets that are required to keep that entity financially solvent. So technically speaking... You are a subordinate creditor with a very, very inferior right. Whereas, used to in law, your stock ownership was outright and it was not subject to anybody else taking it. So what the people out there are saying, what's it got to do with me, my retirements, my 401, etc.? Well, as the author explains in this book, and as he's explained in some of these interviews, 
it doesn't matter how well positioned you are in the stock market. A lot of people think that their retirement accounts are invested in what would be considered low risk. No stocks, bonds only. But what they don't understand is bonds are part of this group of assets that are now considered available for the stability of the financial system. And as he explains, you could be positioned perfectly in certain low-risk bonds or in the perfect stocks. You can make the perfect picks or your money manager can make the perfect picks. But if the entity falls or if other entities fall that cause a cascading effect and multiple entities start to fail, then they start to grab the assets that are available to them to prop up the system. And it becomes a snowballing effect. When the market sees this happening and failures begin to happen, they begin to grab up stocks and bonds to cover those liquidity problems. But that also indicates to the rest of the market that we've got big problems. Stock values begin to fall. Bond values begin to fall. Asset values begin to fall, which causes other entities to go out of business or become insolvent, which causes additional takings. One example that we've come up with is just, for example, the company Caterpillar which a friend of Medjugorje talks about often. They make big dirt-moving equipment and tractors and things like that. So they have a lot of physical assets, land, plant, property, equipment, all kinds of inventory across the whole nation. But they are a publicly traded company, which means the people who own that stock, in theory, own a share of that company. Even the guys that own the company that own a majority of that stock, they too have to own their stock through one of these brokers, through one of these financial entities. That means that, in theory right now, they own a part of the company. They own a part of the land. They own a part of the, the plants, the manufacturing. But when the taking occurs, and an entity has to reach out and grab all this collateral to make themselves solvent, even the owners of Caterpillar, who own a majority of the stock, no longer own the stock, which means they no longer own the company. They don't own the inventory. They don't own the land. They don't own any of the assets, the productive capacity. Who owns it? Who are these people and who's taking it? Well, he explains in the book, it's, the, it's really, in a large way, the central banking system. A small number of these privately held central banks are sitting at the head of that snake, and they're the ones that reach all the way down through the system to confiscate literally every publicly owned stock every publicly traded stock, which means any asset in the United States that is owned by a publicly traded company can be absorbed in this great taking. And it doesn't take even but a matter of minutes. They have computer systems, they have automation in place to grab this collateral faster than you can try to sell off or get possession of anything. In a second. They can take it in a second. And David, this guy, is a wizard about the stock markets. And he had a lot of investment in retirement. And he's pulled it out. Yeah, he actually said in, in an interview from yesterday or the day before that he said, I'm not a farmer and I don't want to be, but that's what I'm doing now. He's, he's into the soil. He's got some animals. I don't know exactly what he's doing, but he said very publicly, I'm, I'm out of those markets and I'm, I'm into the soil now. I'm making food. The same is true for any cash that you have in the bank. It's a similar concept. When you open a bank account now, you're signing paperwork that says 
I no longer own this cash. I have a security interest in it. You don't read that paperwork. You don't probably understand the language, but that's what you're signing. So if your bank goes under, you might get your money back from the federal government, you know, deposit insurance, but there's no guarantee. Somebody else has a right to take that money first to make themselves whole or for the sake of the system. So that's some of those concepts in a nutshell. And that's, a, like I said, a brief framework of the international structure that's in place now to really take everything. You may still be skeptical at this point without having dived into the detail, but the facts are the facts. And you can put your head in the sand, but we're telling you, you have to read this book. We're going to play some clips in just a minute and direct you towards those so you can do some additional research for yourself. Just think about it like this. When you were in kindergarten, before you read, you had to learn your ABCs. And you started one letter at a time, and then one word at a time, and then you'd put a sentence together. And you got to get to the 8th grade, and then the 12th grade, and then you got to get out of high school. This is how a friend of Medjugorje wants to help walk you through this. What you're going to hear next is a clip from David Rogers Webb, the author himself, talking about how soon he thinks this collapse and great taking are going to happen. When you read his book, you'll, you'll see that he gives a little bit of his history. He was deep in the financial world in New York in the 80s when all this kind of stuff was really taking off. He was in the computer systems. So he said he literally went in like every major financial firm in New York and talked to these people and interacted with these people. Also in his own business ventures in hedge funds, he was very, very successful, often beating the market in both good times and bad because he was able to see the patterns developing that other people weren't seeing. So this guy's wealthy. He's got nothing to gain through the release of this book. David Rogers Webb is not taking any money for this book. He's doing it a little bit like what a friend of Medjugorje does. A friend of Medjugorje has never taken a penny on his books or audio publications or even the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje around. He could have, but he said, no, I'm not taking anything. This is to get this information out. And David Rogers Webb has said similar things as well. What you're going to hear in the upcoming clip was, was done towards the end of 23, but he also just gave an interview yesterday in which the interviewer asked him, now that you've released this book, are you afraid for your life? Basically, do you think people are going to kill you because of this? And he said, I know I had to get this book out, and now that the information is out, I've basically kind of given up concern for my life, so maybe they'll kill me, but it doesn't matter anymore at this point. I've let that go. So it's a serious, serious thing that he recognizes, the interviewer recognizes, other people recognize that this is dangerous, volatile stuff, but it's satanic and you have to avoid it. I think that we're very close to this collapse being triggered. What are the indications for that? Well, most profoundly, what has been done to interest rates and where they are now and the scale of the insolvencies that are out there, they're not being discussed. They're being covered up. The only way that the financial system has not collapsed is that there is a big hidden hand injecting lots of created money directly into the financial markets, holding them up right now, as well as allowing institutions to believe they have downside risk by buying protection in the derivatives market, the combination of those things. So this support, the hidden hand as I call it, 
can be withdrawn at the time of their choosing. But we're getting late in this process, given what's already happened to the interest rates. The other indication of timing is the bank resolution, the documents of the Bank Resolution Authority in Europe. Their planning cycle documents were mandating all of the globally systemically important banks to be ready for solvent wind down at the end of last year. 2022. Now, what they mean by solvent wind down is not wind down of the entire bank on a solvent basis. It will be parts of the bank that will remain solvent. But they've literally mandated that they have to be ready, the biggest banks, to go flat on all of their derivatives positions in a controlled way suddenly. So they've prepared for that. That is operational as of the end of last year. Now, in this year's planning cycle document, they are saying that they are on track to have completed all their work by the end of this year, 2023. So these are indications to give you another idea of the seriousness of this, they've been running these trilateral exercises with Britain and the EU and the US for six of the seven past years. I think they may have missed a year during COVID, but in these exercises, from the US side, the participants are the US Treasury Secretary, the Chairman of the Federal Reserve, the Chairman of the FDIC, the heads of all these entities in this exercise, which I've never seen before with anything. So they're very, very serious about this. And these exercises are about assuring the cross-border transfer of the collateral when the banks are put into wind down. So you've noticed in the news that there have been some failures of banks in the last year, and that is due to this increase, this backup in interest rates. And the idea that this is a bank-specific problem is not the case. These are the canaries in the coal mine. This is absolutely systemic. Again, looking back at the 1930s for guidance here, the first big bank failure was in 1930. It was allowed to happen and there was a kind of trickle of bank failures. So the bank holiday when they closed everything was until 1933. So it was an unfolding banking crisis for three years. So it's not unusual that you would have an opening stage here of a number of banks that have failed, but it doesn't all let loose immediately. It unfolds over months and perhaps a couple of years before you hit the point where everything's in free fall. Did you hear what he said? It's going to unfold over a period of time. It's not all at one time. That's what Alaya said to Mariana. The first secret, and there's their time for conversion, and then a second time, and then a third time. What's going to happen from there? You heard him saying, we're close for the collapse of Satan's economic system. There is 80% of people in the United States 
who is in debt, you can be controlled. They can take everything. In 1929, all the houses and all kind of products, even land, crashed. From 1929, everything is inflated. And when this crash comes, your house is $300,000. You owe $20,000 left on it. The value of it is going to do nothing. And you'll lose it. Nobody's got the money to buy it. I'm going to tell you, cash out everything, all your retirements, and you go buy a couple of acres, five acres, or more. If you can't find small tracts like that, go to your parish, educate them, find 20 acres, 25, 50 acres, and divide the property. If one of the group can only afford two acres or 15 acres, you can get there. Put in the church bulletin. Start having meetings about it. Organize it. Get rid of your house with a big mortgage. Sell it while you can. If you got enough assets, buy a trailer. I first lived out here and bought a trailer. I lived in it for eight years and built my house. Never a mortgage. I was free. And I was able to build my business. I've never been in debt. That's one of the reasons I'm here. That's why our lady's here. The point is, get land as quick as you can. Get a little cabin, whatever you want to do. Get out of debt. Get your pigs. Get your cow. Get your gardens. Get your orchards. And you can be with people with shared values. I want to say it again. Cash out your retirement. Make that money work for you now while you can now, before you lose it. You can't diddle around for the next two, three, or four weeks or four months. You need to get this broadcast and get people that were on the same page you're on. Pay off all the bills, whatever you have to. And the first step to do that is put everything you have, every dollar you got, except what you needed from week to week, and put it in silver. This is a ministry. If you don't know about what we have with this, the purpose of this is to put the system a mile away from what you have. What you have now is in other people's hands. When you listen to David's documentary, it may be complicated. You have to listen to it several times. In 1929, when it happened, everybody ran onto the streets. They lined up in the bank. You don't want to be in the line at the bank, nor getting your retirement. We already have heard horror stories that they don't want to give them the retirement. They had to get a Tony and threaten. There is no time to waste. Immediately start having meetings and get people in your parish. Spread this to everybody. Tell your family. Encourage your children, your grandparents, to change everything now into silver. To contact Century Silver Exchange, 
You can call us toll-free at 877-936-7686. Whenever we have something big like this going on, a friend of Medjugorje always tries to help us negotiate a, a price drop with the Mint. And so we're starting right now, we're going to offer an additional 50 cents off per ounce on the strike fees to help you get more silver for your money right now. We're also, as always, offering free materials, including this CD, as many as you need for free to give to your loved ones. Because as a friend of Medjugorje has said, you can't just save yourself. you got to get people around you financially secure as well so that they're not beating down your door when things go south. If you want 100 copies, we'll give you 100 copies of this broadcast for free. If you're able to make a small donation to cover some of the costs of these CDs or the shipping, that would be very helpful uh, you know, in spreading the miraculous metal image. The quickest way to get separated from the stock and bond markets in this system and what Webb talks about in The Great Taking is to get your money out. Just get out. Get into physical silver with the miraculous metal Medjugorje around. A friend of Medjugorje broke this open to the world again in 2010. The miraculous metal Medjugorje round is the number one specialty round in the world. There's more than five and a half million out there right now. Around $200 million have been exchanged since 2010 for this silver ounce. It is the most rapid way to get out of these markets and put your wealth underneath your roof where it can't be instantly confiscated. To download the free ebook, The Great Taking, you can go to the website, thegreattaking.com. Another good resource that's available to you on the website, thegreattaking.com, is a documentary that David Rogers Webb put together. It's about an hour and 10 minutes, but it's available on that same site under the documentary link. It's a very good resource of David fleshing out some of the details in the book. Don't delay. You will regret it. It's that lady who said, February 25th, 23, Satan wants to seduce you. We wish you a lady. We love you. Good night. Century Silver Exchange is a for-profit subsidiary of Caritas of Birmingham. It bears its own expenses and pays taxes on any income. If there are earnings left over at year-end, it may make a dividend donation to Caritas to further its mission efforts. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered.
It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.